Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Expert Answers from Inside Scientific. Inside Scientific is the online environment for life science webinars, virtual events, interviews, and educational content that helps you do your best work. Today, we are joined by Christian Schnell. Christian is the lab head of in vivo pharmacology and oncology research at Novartis. He is here to discuss novel drug delivery methods for basic research and novel infusion technologies. Let's jump in. You did mention at one point that you had to make some modifications to the, the catheter to ensure that there was enough slack and it didn't uh, separate from the pump. But can you talk a little bit more about the success rates for implanting and using pumps in general? So I think what we have used, as I showed, the success rate was around 96 to 98 percent of the time once we have solved these catheter issues. So there was no issue in terms of functioning of the pump. The delivery was absolutely accurate. We did some PK check at the end just to see if the predicted compound amount was really also like expected in, in the brain tissue. So that was everything was fine. We had no dropouts due to failure of the pumps over the time of experimentations. And and as I stated, also, there was no rejection due to compatibility problem with, with the animals. So I think we were quite happy to see such a, a very high percentage of, of success. And I think that's something which is also quite important for all the uh, home office requests that you should really have a high percentage of success rates if you do your experimentations. Okay, perfect. A few uh, individuals have asked about how these pumps are, are programmed and you know Daniel Gill for example specifically asks he's wondering if you could speak to the ability of these pumps to intermittently deliver drugs instead of continuous delivery and you know, just generally speaking how and when are they programmed and if you can comment on that so these pumps has really a nice feature that you can program any kind of speed, any kind of scheduling. So you can have the pump on, off, on, off. The only little part here is that you will have to pre-program your pump before implantation, meaning you should know exactly which protocol you are going to follow during your experimentation. So that's fine as long as you know exactly what you want to do. But we all know that very often uh, we would prefer to be reactive to what we see during the treatment with our compounds. This is something which with this uh, first generation pumps is not possible. Uh, luckily, uh, we will soon have a second generation which then could be uh, programmed either upfront as a first generation but also with an interactive way once the pump is implanted in the animal. So you just need to place um, an antenna uh, near to your uh, cages and then you can reprogram with your computer any kind of scheduling. So I think that's really opening now a, a tremendous um, area and flexibility for any kind of, of scheduling in the future. So with the pump I have used, as I say, it was not possible, but this is something which we will have pretty soon in our hands. Okay, perfect. And I should mention at this point in time that, you know, there are some very specific questions that relate to the technology. We do have lots of resources available in terms of technical information, references, videos that have been put together by PrimeTech, and we will make sure that we include a link to all these resources for all of you that are in attendance. So if there are specific product questions, for example, about the available availability perhaps of this next generation pump we can get all that to you okay so christian here's a, a pretty pointed question from haley the question is what are the advantages of using a microinfusion pump over doing an oral gavage 
Actually, here in our case, the advantage of the pump was that our compound will not cross the blood-brain barrier, meaning that if we would dose this animal PO, we will not see any effect uh, on our orthotopic implantation of glioma cells in, in the brain. So this is just really related to, to, the, to the class of compound. But I have to say, in general, by oral garbage, as I showed you in marmosets, but I'm quite sure that this data will be exactly the same in rodents, uh, mice or rats. You will have a clear stress effect during the applications. All your, whatever you can think about, I think will go up. And this could clearly affect the PK of your compound, maybe even the metabolism, things which were not uh, studied so far, but maybe things to be discovered in the future. So. My clear message here is that if you can get rid of that, because training is not the solution to the problem, I think the pump is really a way to, to deliver the compound without interfering at the moment of delivery with the animals. So this is a clear advantage. Yes, as I say also, obviously solubility is also an issue. Okay, perfect. Perhaps this is a question for the manufacturer, but you may know the answer. Have, have these pumps been used in mice? And another question from Barbara is, can they be used in large animals, such okay. as um, swine? Yeah, yeah. So at least I can give you my answer. So these pumps, which I just showed you today, are uh, only designed for rats, so they are too big to be implanted in a mice. Nevertheless, uh, the beauty of the second generation is not only you can program them once it's implanted, but they have reduced the size in such a way that it's now ready to be implanted in mice. So that's clearly the goal. I think for big animals, I don't have experience on that. I think there are certainly other devices, but I don't think that Iprezio here, at least what I showed you, this is really designed for small animals. So I don't know if maybe somebody else or Tsung could give an answer for the big animals. Okay. Perfect. Um, and, and again, for we will be distributing responses to all these questions. So if we don't uh, get to your question during the session, we will be sure to respond after the fact. Okay, let's see here. A question from Omar for you. Are you aware of these pumps being used simultaneously with microdialysis experiments? And can you comment on the challenges and success associated with this setup? I'm personally not aware of any publication on that, but I will predict that this would be a very nice combination, of course. We can say that we have tested this in combination with radio telemetry in order to get a physiological readout with the compound being infused, and there is there is no crosstalk between these two, two technologies, so there's no interference, which I think is quite important to know. And I would predict that with these uh, micro-infusion uh, setups, it, it, it would be the same. But again, obviously, remains to be seen. Okay, perfect. Thanks for your answer. And just to, to go back to the question about uh, whether these pumps have been used in larger animals, the answer to that question is that uh, the SMP200, which I think is the pump you're using, Christian, if you can confirm yes, that, yes. they have been implanted in large animals, uh, monkeys, dogs, rabbits, and guinea pigs. So Barbara, hopefully that addresses that uh, question sufficiently. Christian, do you know what the maximum size of compound that can be infused? That's a question from, from Jun. Maximum size meaning uh, the molecular of weight? The molecule, or, the, 
I don't know. Let's assume that is the case because I'll see if he or she can elaborate. But uh, yeah, what is the size of the compound that can be imputed? I don't have a number, but I can tell you that clearly it is the solubility of the compounds which is going to be the, the rate limiting factor here. If your compound is crashing out over time or at 37 degrees, obviously this will be a, a limitation for the use in the pump. But what we always do uh, is that we have uh, ex vivo uh, validation so that we have our pump outside, we just fill them with the compound and then we follow them over one day at room temperature and we collect then what is coming out in, in, in an Eppendorf tube so we can see if first of all the quantity is exactly what you would expect which is all the time the case but also if we have some crush outs which could occur because that's one of the major problems. Once it's implanted you have no, no possibility to, to have a quality check on that. Okay, perfect. Christian Abisek asks, in rodents, what is your opinion on adding drug by PO or adding it in the food? He says we can control the dose if we don't add a PO. So I think the, the delivery of a compound in food is, is, is a very uh, interesting and I think straightforward way. They are nevertheless quite big limitations. First of all, it's, it's not all the compound can be added and pelleted in, 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 in food in such a way that you have an homogeneous distribution. So that's the first thing. And also due to the manufacturing of, of the food, sometimes this could be a, a big hurdle. And secondly, feeding behavior of your animal, if this is impacted by the compound, obviously then you have a vicious circle. So they, they eat less, they will get less compound. So you have yeah. a lot of viability. That's just, I think, common sense. Nevertheless, I will not totally excluded uh, the other ones, which I know, in especially in, in academic settings, it really simplifies your daily life just by having uh, in food. But I think it will be restricted to very specific class of compounds. Okay, great. Uh, that's a great answer. All right, let's just ask one more question. Can you comment on, you know, the use of a microinfusion pump similar to the Ipresio pump in dosing mice, you know, and how useful it is to control against subcutaneous infections? Can you comment on that? So the question is in terms of delivering antibiotics to the animals or is it just uh, as a consequence of the implantation you could have some uh, yeah, or, inflammation? Exactly, or vice versa, you know, does it perhaps reduce the, the infection compared to some other methods? I think that's clearly the case. If you have a, a trained staff and the right environment, I think surgery can be nowadays done in such a way that you don't have any infections just due to the implantation. And due to the fact that the pump and your delivery system, everything will be underneath the skin. I'm not aware, I would, I, I would not predict to see any kind of inflammation under these conditions. So if the implantation is done, status on the art, it will work perfectly. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Expert Answers and that you will tune into future episodes where researchers just like you answer questions about their work and share science. For the full webinar, please see the link in the description. Don't forget to subscribe, and we'll see you next time.